0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Free Talk.
2: We're back on Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live, digging further into this issue of a charitable church-affiliated organization, privacy, the battle over immigration, and the U.S. Constitution, and deeper issues of morality and free association. Then we start to look at the Julian Assange case. Of course, they say here, if a judge sides with the state, the lawsuit could prevent the group from operating in Texas, which it has done since 1976. So that is in El Paso, Texas. And it is a Catholic nonprofit called Annunciation House. So whether they're religious or not, doesn't matter. If it's a person's house, if it's a business, doesn't matter. These are person-to-person, freedom of association matters. If you are supposed to have the freedom of association, whether it's spelled out in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, or it is not, if you're a human being, the act of blocking you from freely associating with anyone is an act of aggression and it is immoral. Whether it's facilitated through the state and eight million people vote for it, it's still immoral, doesn't matter. So, this is too bad. The state denied this extension. The Catholic nonprofit is going to have to turn over these documents. So, that is privacy. I thought the Fourth Amendment required a warrant for that, at least. No, nope, no. Nope. And of course, the Catholic organization is a nonprofit organization. So, they've already asked for nonprofit status. So, is it predicated on that? Is that the lever by which the camel is working its way to get its nose under the tent to invade privacy in this, in this manner? To say, well, you know, you asked for nonprofit status, so cough up the stuff, right? And if that's the case, again, we draw this out. I did this in the first few months of the show. If that's the case... If there is this idea of unconstitutional conditions that can vary based on whatever the political demands are, whether they're popular or they aren't. So, for example, in the Cabrini Green case outside of Chicago, the Supreme Court found that it was unconstitutional to require new renters in Section Eight housing to have to give up their right against unwarranted their the right against unwarranted uh, searches, um, so called searches. Uh, then. They said that that was unconstitutional. If that is unconstitutional, then why wouldn't this be unconstitutional? If those people were asking for federal housing, Section 8, and these, this Catholic organization is asking for nonprofit status, they're asking the government for something. Just, does it just depend on the temerity of the government, what its mood is, deciding, well, this thing they asked us for in the housing? That one, we're going to maintain that they can retain their constitutional rights, constitutionally protected rights. But in this case, we're not going to because this is very hot button, right? Just depends on the audience, I suppose. Depends on how good you're going to look based on the people to whom you want to cater, right? Let's head over into Rockfin Chat and Rumble Chat in just a minute, everybody, and see what's happening there. See what's happening. Hey, thanks so much for the uh, the positive tip there, the complimentary contribution, Carlos Rex. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And if you're watching, I appreciate it. If you're just listening, I will try to make sure that I describe these things to you. Uh didn't ne- necessarily describe the basketball thing, so I uh, hope I didn't uh, neglect that for you if you're just, you know, making dinner or you're driving and you're streaming the show or something like that. Or after the fact, if you're listening to the podcast, I got to cover all my bases. We have such a big staff here. Uh, so, uh, freaking thanks very much. Hey, let's uh, let's all start forming our own ba- uh, basketball team. All guys will just wear wigs. It'll be it'll be basically like the Harlem Globetrotters going up the wa- up against the Washington Generals. That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Risha M., Thank you. For, Mayorkas was dancing with the IDF as well as praying to a wall. Yes, Mayorkas. Mayorkas, as we mentioned, he is a big-time Zionist. Paleo Armory is there. The UN is the largest funder of the NGOs, and the U.S. is the largest funder of the UN. Absolutely right. And we mentioned that there is this UN organization, and Mayorkas is involved with it, that has been funding and actually, there are two organizations, one of which Majorcus is on the board. Um, they get money from the U.N. Uh, the U.N. has its own sub organization that we mentioned yesterday that has facilitated border crossings and they're making you fund it. They're taking away your opportunities to do other things with your money. Right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. You know, we do have such a large staff and we're heading out of the uh, of the news flash right now. So, while we have the opportunity, everybody, I want to welcome you to uh, another great, awesome thing that we've created here at Liberty Conspiracy. And so, I want to uh, give it to you as long as I can find it for you here. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, hmm. I'll have to I have to dig this up later on. I think I've got it. I thought I loaded it on, but maybe I'll have to do this tomorrow. Yeah, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Right now, let's go over straight over into our big time next subject. And you know what that is, everybody? It's time for our war coverage. And so for that, we're going to go this time psychedelic. You know it, you got to love it. It's time for XTC under a different name, the Dukes of Stratosphere, my friends. <laughs> You. You. Oh, baby, I love it. Good stuff from those guys. My Love Explodes, or as the guy at the end of it said, that is the most obscene abomination of a song That I, 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 that, that, that is trash, that is dirt, that is filth. What possessed you to write such a disgusting, degeneratized song as that? and I'm complimenting you by considering it a song. All right everybody, let's get to the war information. This one about the unbelievable status and and reckless arrogance of some of those politicians in Washington. Daniel McAdams of the Ron Paul Liberty Institute, formerly on Ron Paul's congressional staff, now co-host of the Ron Paul Liberty Report every Monday through Friday. Actually, Dan's on Monday through Thursday at noontime on the Ron Paul Rumble channel. He says, wow, representative, so-called representative, Congressman Ogles, you think all civilians in Gaza should be killed? Is this kind of view acceptable for a member of the u.s house and he asked that question of speaker johnson this is bueno macas puts this out there this is video of this they have some subtitles on this it's only 17 minutes so we'll go through this a couple times let me enlarge it for you Incident incitement of genocide is a crime under international law. Here we go. going
3: to bomb those kids.
2: Uh, so I
4: think we should kill them all. If that makes you feel better,
2: right. everybody. Uh, right.
3: I, no. yes. Yes. Again,
2: here we go. Uh, Andrew Ogles, I, I have I you have seen, seen. the footage. You seen footage? I've seen the footage of, and he says you've seen footage. Like he can't believe the footage somehow, right? Somehow, you know, we showed earlier Julian Assange. Uh, yesterday, we showed some of that footage that uh, was released by Chelsea Manning so that Chelsea Manning could report the war crimes. Now, the Israeli soldiers daily are taking their own video of their own war crimes. And this guy seems to disbelieve it? Seriously? Wow. So he says this is Congressman Andrew Ogles of Tennessee's 5th District.
5: To- and that's my taxpayer dollars. I'm going to you po- know going to bomb those kids. Uh,
2: so I think we should kill them all. I think, kill them all I think we should kill them all if that makes you feel better. I feel
6: better, all right?
2: Everybody, all right, everybody. Wow. This is the type of thing that they think they can say to people while they take their freaking money. It's just like when um a bunch of people were uh outside the con uh, outside the uh Uh, Capitol building, and they were protesting. And uh, Fetterman came out of the building waving an, an Israeli flag at them. And these women were of Palestinian heritage. They probably had relatives there who were being shredded, torn apart by the weapons that the United States government has been handing to the Israelis. Here's more. We mentioned yesterday that the United States struck down again a resolution in the U.N. for a ceasefire in Gaza. This is the fourth time the United States has done this. Daniel McAdams, again, feeding good information. Follow him on X. He says, hmm, final solution. Seems to me I've heard that phrase somewhere before. Here is from CUDS News Network. These are just, you know, little color items to give to you but i think they're substantial in what they tell us about people after vetoing a resolution calling for a ceasefire in gaza for the fourth time the u.s ambassador to the u.n says the u.s quote will continue to actively engage in the hard work of direct diplomacy on the ground until we reach a final solution yes she said that oh man Unbelievable. direct diplomacy on the ground until we reach a final solution sorry, I think we, can start with Rob. we intend wow unbelievable unbelievable and all these things are just you know they're pepper and she obviously didn't know what she was saying but the action that is part of this tells us everything They don't respect you. They don't respect future generations that they're impoverishing through their taxation, through their inflation of the money supply. And here is more. International meddling. The United States, we know that Victoria Nuland sent out a memo that seemed to have caused the the purge of the elected leader there, Khan. Now we see senior Pakistan official admits election rigging as protests grip the country. That's right. So remember, everybody, that the Khan Khan followers turned out in droves for him. He is imprisoned. And they say here a senior official in Pakistan has admitted to election rigging amid protests breaking out all over the country over claims that the election results were unfair. The congressional statement throws further questions over the legitimacy of the february eighth elections. Commissioner Ralapindi Lukati Ali Chata told reporters, and I actually said that right, that I think that authorities in uh, in Punjab in a Punjab province changed the results of independent candidates who were leading with a margin of more than seventy thousand votes. These were candidates who were backed by former Prime Minister Imran Khan and his party. Massive corruption there. The Pakistanis were starting to work with the Saudis, getting closer to Iran. And, of course, they would have been working with the Houthis in Yemen to try to oppose Israeli aggression in Gaza. And this is the result. They overthrew the government again with a coup, thanks to, I think very clearly, thanks to the influence of, of Victoria. I love to overthrow nations. Newland. Amazing. And the deep state. And there's this. Biden says he will impose major sanctions over Russia on Russia over Nav- Navalny's death. I thought they already had sanctions against Russia. You know, those sanctions that backfired because, of course, Russia started to sell a record amount of petroleum and natural gas to other countries like Pakistan, like India, and then they were reselling it at massive profits to the nation-states that were blocking the Russian energy, like England and Germany and the United States. As Joe Biden tried to impose just last week, two weeks ago, now, tried to impose a restriction on more natural gas repositories and depots on, on the coastlines. And of course the congress stopped him on that. But why should congress even have to pass a statute to stop him? It's not in his power to do that. Why don't they impeach him for doing that? How about that? That would be those people upholding their oath, right? Right? Biden says he'll impose major sanctions on Russia after Navalny's death. Navalny's death. President Biden on Thursday. They don't even know. They don't they have no idea what caused his death. He was in prison They have no idea what caused his death, and we know that the claims that he was poisoned by a Novichok are spurious, and here's more. President Biden on Tuesday said his administration uh, that he was poisoned earlier. By Navachuk, uh, that was spurious. Uh, we don't know whether he was poisoned this time. At Navachuk, who knows? President Biden on Tuesday said his administration would be announcing major sanctions on Russia over the death of Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny. The White House national security spokesman, John Kirby, John, trust me, Kirby, also said the U.S. would be announcing a major sanctions package because you know the United States is not at war. So you can't do business with anybody in Russia. And as I mentioned in my NRC TV video, you better not even have a Russian-sounding name. Now, quick information that is coming out, thanks to, of all things, the United Nations. Didn't get to talk about this yesterday, but I want to give this to you just first blush. Israel UN experts are appalled by reported human rights violations against Palestinian women and girls. Now... Many of the claims that were made by Western media have actually been retracted regarding these multi-person rapes on women, the beheadings, the cutting off of the breasts and all those things. They have no evidence of those things. Uh, One of the women they said was gang raped by people. Her own sister said that's impossible. She was on the phone with me seconds before she was killed. It's just amazing the things that they are continuing to do. And talk radio people continue to say these things. Joe Biden continues to say these things. He said that he saw some of the footage of these things. He couldn't have. He lied. I know. I know you're shocked, right? Well, here is some actual information coming from the UN from Geneva. Now, take it for what it's worth from the UN, but... UN experts today expressed alarm over credible allegations of egregious human rights violations piled on top of the already decades worth of human rights violations, you know, apprehending and holding people without charges for years, to which Palestinian women, this is the Israeli government committing these, and girls continue to be subjected in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Oh, but I thought they respected women so much, that's why they... In the public schools can have six-foot-tall boys throwing women down to the floor, teenage girls down to the floor. That's why, on a more intense and terrifying aspect, we see this. Palestinian women and girls have reportedly been arbitrarily executed in Gaza, often together with family members, including their children, according to information received. Quote, We are shocked by reports of the deliberate targeting and extrajudicial killing of Palestinian women and children in places where they sought refuge. Yeah, say conunis, or while fleeing. Some of them were reportedly holding white pieces of cloth when they were killed by the Israeli army or affiliated forces. And there's more. The experts expressed serious concern, about the arbitrary detention of hundreds of Palestinian women and girls. Well, they couldn't, could have spoken about this a decade ago, including human rights defenders, journalists, and humanitarian workers in Gaza and the West Bank since October 7th. Many have reportedly been subjected to inhuman and degrading treatment, denied menstruation pads, food and medicine, and severely beaten on at least one occasion, Palestinian women detained in Gaza were allegedly kept in a cage in the rain and cold without food. Quote, let me show this to you on the screen here. We are particularly distressed by reports that Palestinian women and girls in detention have been subjected to multiple, multiple forms of sexual assault, such as being stripped naked and searched by male Israeli army officers. At least two female Palestinian detainees were reportedly raped, while others were reportedly threatened with rape and sexual violence, the experts said. They also noted that photos of female detainees in degrading circumstances were also reportedly taken by the Israeli army and uploaded online. Wow, just amazing. Let's get some video footage for you bring in a great he might not be a member of this liberty conspiracy but uh maybe sometime soon we will be able to get Kyle on and we'll make him an official member of the conspiracy just like you all here's Kyle, here's uh Dave DeCamp I should sorry Dave DeCamp check this out this is what we expected
7: all right so the next one here the US vetoes another Gaza ceasefire resolution at the UN so the US On Tuesday, vetoed a resolution at the U.N. Security Council that called for a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. And this marked the third time that the U.S. used its veto power on the council to block a call for an end to the Israeli slaughter of Palestinians. The U.S. was the only member to vote against the resolution, which was introduced by Algeria. The U.K. abstained and all 13 other members voted in favor of the measure. So only the U.S. voted against it. The the British abstained. And yep. US ambassador to the UN, Linda Thomas Greenfield, slammed the Algerian effort after the vote. So she really you know had some harsh words for this effort at calling for a ceasefire, calling for peace.
2: But at least she's got a hyphenated name. You know, I mean that's that's a that's a great thing. And here's the bit that we expected. Here it comes. Check this out. Of course, they're gonna be trying to break Gaza into they are breaking Gaza into two pieces. And, of course, it's already a corralled place. But here's more from Dave DeCamp. Gaza Strip
7: into two. So Israel is demolishing buildings to build a road through central Gaza that will cut the Strip in two, demonstrating Israel's long-term plans to occupy the territory. So Israel's Channel 14 reported on this road, which is being built in an area known as the Net Zarem Corridor, And this new road known as Highway 749 will separate Gaza City from the rest of the Strip. Israel is creating a one kilometer buffer zone to the north and to the south of the road. So it's going to be two kilometers wide, um, which is similar to this zone that they're also creating along the entire Israel-Gaza border. That's one kilometer inside of Gaza from the Israeli border. They're demolishing everything that's there, you know, including the agricultural land and just basically turning it into a, a militarized area uh, that Israel can control. And now this is the same that they're, they're, they're doing here going across the Gaza Strip. And among the structures that need to be demolished for them to complete this road and this buffer area uh, is the Turkish Palestinian Friendship Hospital, which was shut down in November due to an Israeli siege that cut off fuel, so they might be demolishing a hospital in Gaza. And this was Gaza's only uh, cancer hospital uh, that shut down. It was very early on; it was like November first or
2: second that they. Wow! Just amazing. There, it's just it's like they they continue to do these heartless things. And they just make it worse. They just continue to do so many heartless things. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. February is heart month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply,
0: USA News Update. A University of Georgia student's death has led to one person being taken into custody. That was announced by a UGA spokesperson. Initially, reports suggested three people were detained after a police operation at an apartment complex near the campus. Nursing student Laken Hope Riley, who left for a morning run on Thursday, prompted concerned friends to contact the police when she failed to return. The U.S. is implementing over 500 sanctions against Russia in response to the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny and Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Speaking from the White House, President Biden emphasized that Vladimir Putin must face consequences for his aggression abroad and his repression at home. The judge has denied a request from former President Trump's legal team to postpone the enforcement of penalties in his civil fraud case. Trump's defense team sought a 30-day delay, citing the need for an orderly post-judgment process. Trump was instructed to pay a $355 million fine. John Schaefer, USA News.
1: We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live.
2: Return with more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Find Liberty Conspiracy every Monday through Friday on Rumble, Rockfin, and on my Twitter feed. That is at guard Goldsmith, G A R D Goldsmith. And of course, find us after the fact and send those links out to everyone you think might be interested in the principles of individual liberty. Now let's get into the Julian Assange story, one and all. So for that, We're going to cover, first off, Julian Assange's wife, who just has been remarkable, and what heart she has shown. This is at the end of the day of day two of our Julian Assange coverage, their Julian Assange work for his freedom. And, of course, as I mentioned yesterday, it is the nexus of the abstract principle of freedom of speech with the human side of a person and his family And it allows us to see that this is not consequentialism. This is moral philosophy. We can approach this with a keen alacrity. We can look at the contemptuous figures out there who call us the apostates against the state, perhaps. And we might not be able to eradicate the state, but we can ameliorate. We can consolidate our powers. We can terminate some of their... uh, some of their shibboleths out there and we can create new bonds so we can't necessarily say hi to this woman directly maybe someday but here she is doing great work at the end of the day day two in london
9: julian's imprisonment is the result wow you guys are amazing not just the turnout. This evening coming here to Downing Street, but also over the past 48 hours. It's been incredible every time I got to court. I was greeted by this incredible supportive crowd that was cheering us on and uh, I I Told Julian all about how much support he has and also How much attention the media has given this case this time around? (laughs) The world is watching And finally, there's a realization about what this is really about, which is an attack on the truth, an attack on the public's right to know. And uh, a country's attempt to further their impunity and their cover-ups and continue uh, to kill uh, with impunity without the threat of a media that will scrutinize them, of a public that will demand change that cannot stand. Everything turns on the outcome of this case. Whether states can criminalize journalism and put journalists in prison like they've been doing in the UK with an Australian citizen, a publisher who's won many, many awards for his journalism and they've stuck him in the deepest, darkest hole of the UK prison system and threatened, and the US threatens to put him in the deepest, darkest hole of the U.S. prison system for 175 years. Shame.
1: Shame.
2: Yeah.
9: Julian's imprisonment is a result of people with too much power who lost the plot, who got power thirsty and are guilty. They know they're guilty and they want to continue to live their, their lives without any consequences for the crimes they've committed. This case is about whether state crimes can continue unpunished, unscrutinized. Julian's freedom is the only antidote. We don't have a a decision today. Julian's life is at severe risk every single day he is in prison. He is a political prisoner. He is the world's most famous political prisoner. We know what happened to the other most famous political prisoner last week. That cannot happen to Julian. It cannot be allowed to happen. The world is watching. Julian has to be freed. Now, whatever happens in the coming days, we can't know, but we can know that we will be there for Julian. And be there for, demo- for our own democracy, our own future, our own ability to change policy, to change decisions, to change governments. Because if there's no scrutiny, we can't we can't be informed. We can't be able to change, uh, make an informed decision about who we elect. <laughs> Our rights are at stake, but Julian's life is at stake. If he is extradited, he will lose his life. He will be killed. He will be killed by the country that has been plotting his assassination. And the court heard how the United States, under the previous administration, which may be the next administration, had plotted to assassinate him. Who had plotted to poison him, who had plotted to kidnap him, who plotted to rendition him. Shame. Shame on those who put journalists in prison. Shame on those who murder journalists. Shame on those who are afraid of the truth. That's not a society I want to live in. We're better than that. The U.K. courts are also under scrutiny. They have heard about the murder plots against my husband. They are on notice that the country that is trying to extradite him has planned to murder him. They don't deny it. They just change the subject.
2: So that's stated, everyone. Let's dive into this right now and offer me your thoughts We're going to go into a couple video clips, plus some excellent information about Julian Assange and some of the great things that he has done, that WikiLeaks has done, as reminders. And in particular, I want to discuss what I mentioned on the billboard at the top of the program. If Julian Assange is extradited, he will be brought into a Virginia court that will see such close connections to the deep state and Washington, D.C., that as many people have been commenting, whether you were watching David Knight today or you might have been watching Ron Paul's reports or Russell Brand's reports uh, redacted, everybody seems to understand that the court will be stacked against him just basically because of the jury. So let's get into this now. Next up from John Kiriakou. John Kiriakou has some very important things to say about this. And I thought it'd be worthwhile to give this to you. I did some digging, found this from January, 2024. John expects that Julian Assange will be extradited and... This is what he has to say about the situation as it comes along. This originally from Democracy Now! at the National Press Club. A hero right there, John Kiriakou, who blew the whistle on U.S. government-backed torture following the invasion of Iraq. That is that Julian
6: most likely will be extradited sooner rather than later. And I want to talk about that because I think we should... Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. So in preparation for the worst, let's talk about solitary confinement. First, I want to say unequivocally that the Justice Department is lying to everybody. Everybody. It is not up to the prosecutors to decide who goes to solitary and who doesn't. That is the sole discretion of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And never the two shall meet. So prosecutors can tell Julian's attorneys all they want. We promise he won't be put in solitary. We promise he won't be put in a communications management unit. Those are empty promises. So let's talk about solitary confinement. Believe it or not, solitary confinement as a punishment was invented in the United States of America. In 1829, the government built a facility in Philadelphia, Now it's in downtown Philadelphia. Back then it was out in the hinterland, called the Eastern State Penitentiary. It was a maximum security penitentiary, Gothic in style, made of stone. And the idea was that if you take a criminal and put him in a six foot by 10 foot cell with a bed, a chair, a bedpan, and a Bible, and no human contact, he'll spend all of his time reading the Bible and he'll come out as a reformed and good human being. But instead everybody went insane. Literally they went insane. And we never learned a lesson from that experience. I want to share with you the words of just a few people who have spent time in solitary. before I I give you their words, I want to remind you that the United nations has declared the U S practice of using solitary as a punishment to be a form of torture. That's from the United Nations. It's not from John. It's a form of torture. Anything longer than 15 days is a form of torture. But in this country, we keep people in solitary confinement for currently as long as 44 years. Can you imagine 44 years with no human contact? First, I want to tell you about Cesar Villa. He is currently a prisoner in the Pelican Bay state prison in California. He wrote this recently following his 12th year in solitary confinement. He said, nothing can really prepare you for entering solitary. It's a world unto itself where cold, quiet, and emptiness come together, seeping into your bones and then eventually into your mind. The first week I told myself, this isn't so bad. I can do this. The second week I stood outside in my underwear, shivering as I was pelted with hail and rain. By the third week I found myself squatting in a corner of the yard, filing my fingernails down over concrete walls. My sense of human decency dissipated with each day. At the end of the first year, my feet and hands were split open from the cold. I bled all over my clothes, my food, between my sheets. My sense of normalcy began to wane, although I didn't realize it at the time, looking back now... That's when my mental unraveling must have begun. My psyche had changed. I had gone insane. I would never be the same. Thomas Silverstein who spent 28 years in solitary confinement at the U S penitentiary in Atlanta said my cell was so small that I could stand in one place and touch both walls simultaneously. The ceiling was so low that I could reach up and touch the hot light fixture. My bed took up the entire length of the cell, and there was no furniture otherwise. The walls were solid steel and painted white. The lights were always on. Shortly after I arrived, the prison staff began construction, adding more bars and other security measures to the cell while I was still in it. It's hard to describe the horror I experienced during this construction process. As they built new walls around me, it felt like I was being buried alive. Due to the unchanging bright artificial lights and not having a wristwatch or a clock, I couldn't tell if it was day or night. Frequently, I would fall asleep, and when I woke up, I wouldn't know if I had slept for five minutes or five hours. I had no, t- no idea what time of the day it was. I now know that I was housed there for about four years, but I would have believed it was more than a decade if that's what somebody had told me. It seemed eternal and endless and immeasurable, and just after he wrote those words, he died still in solitary confinement. One more person, William Blake spent 25 years in solitary. He said this solitary is a sentence worse than death. I've experienced times so difficult and felt boredom and loneliness to such a degree that it seemed to be a physical thing inside of me, so thick it felt like it was choking me, trying to squeeze the sanity right out of my mind, the spirit from my soul and whatever life was left in my body. I have seen and felt hope become like a foggy ephemeral thing, hard to get a hold of, even harder to keep a hold of, as the years and then the decades disappeared behind me while I stayed trapped in the emptiness of solitary. I've seen minds slipping down the slope of sanity, descending into insanity, and I've been terrified that I would end up going like the guys around me that have cracked and become insane. It's a sad thing to watch a human being go insane before your eyes because he can't handle the pressure of the box and the pressure that the box exerts on your mind. But it's sadder still to see the spirit shaken from the soul. And it's more disastrous. Sometimes the prison guards find us hanging and blue. Sometimes our necks are broken. When we jump from our beds, the sheet tied around the neck that's also wrapped around the grate, covering the light in the ceiling, snapping taut with a pop. I've seen the spirit leaving men in solitary and I've witnessed the results. And it's a nightmare. That is what the plan is for Julian Assange. So when they tell you, no, 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 we're not going to put him. We promise We won't put him in solitary confinement that has as much weight behind it as me promising that I won't put him in solitary confinement. So rest assured they're lying to us just like they're lying to him. So what do we do next? Thank you. What do we do next? Next is we have to keep fighting whether we fight Merrick Garland or Joe Biden, or we fight on the airwaves to try to influence the, ju- the the jury, the fight really has
2: just begun. Thank you. Thank you. That Thank was you.
8: CIA whistleblower John Kiriakou.
2: Very good stuff. And I got a hand. It to, I'm glad Democracy Now! approached John and got him to speak about that. Now let's give you some more information just to show you some of the Pompeo-type primates. ...that are involved in the United States machinations against Julian Assange. Stella Assange tweeted slash X'd this today. Here we go. CNN on the explosive Pompeo CIA plot to kill Julian Assange, which aired in court today.
3: Presented in open court, uh, according to Assange. What is Assange's argument for not being extradited to the U.S.? Uh, There are several. Uh, One of them at the most basic level is that he has um, some mental health issues uh, and a concern that he may take his life if he's uh, moved to the U.S. to face trial. Another is that this is politically motivated. He was just a journalist doing his job, so it would uh, breach his human rights if he was uh, transferred to the U.S. Quite extraordinary claim now coming in uh, just in the last hour or so that his lawyers are presented to the court uh obviously we need to investigate this further but this is always all presented in open court Uh, uh, according to assange's lawyer there is compelling evidence now in existence that senior cia and u.s administration officials requested a detailed set of plans and drawings of the embassy the ecuadorian embassy you'll remember he was holed up in for all of that time and they are suggesting um that President Trump at the time himself requested options and sketches were even drawn up. When we're talking about options, the legal team is basically suggesting that there was evidence of a CIA plot to kidnap or ass- assassinate Julian Assange. Uh, these are extraordinary claims. Well, there are a lot of new deep.
2: All right. And of course, uh, that great and wonderful, trustworthy Donald Trump, who's uh, 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 affections and affiliations seem to be as as fickle as his uh, uh ability to be able to concentrate or his uh, concept or his grasp of the u.s constitution um was part of that plan it looks like at least uh working with some of those deep state people and we know that the cia was involved in bugging julian assange when he was at the ecuadorian embassy and we mentioned last night, you know, video, there's actual video that has been uh, released, thanks to whistleblowers, of of the uh, Julian Assange meeting with uh, Pamela Anderson, the actress, when he was meeting with Russell Brand, that was happening, that sort of thing. Let me give you some very good information written-wise, and then we'll go back to some video about some of the things uh, that should be concerning for people regarding Julian Assange and some of the great things that I hope people will, rem- will remember that he did to try to expose wrongdoing. This is from the Mises Institute. Connor O'Keefe put this out earlier today. It's the outrageous persecution of Julian Assange. Connor O'Keefe for the Mises Institute, writes, Today marks the second and final day in what could very well be Julian Assange's last extradition trial in front of the British High Court. For almost five years now, the United States government has been working to get the WikiLeaks founder extradited to the U.S. to face charges that he violated the Espionage Act. We talked about that and how absurd that is. Inspired by Daniel Ellsberg's release of the Pentagon Papers in 1971, Julian Assange founded WikiLeaks in 2006. Assange's vision was to develop an online portal where whistleblowers could submit evidence of corporate or government wrongdoing without needing to identify themselves or risk exposure. Once submitted, Teams of volunteers and journalists would parse the documents to determine legitimacy. And if it was determined to be authentic, they would publish the material straight to the Internet so the public could see for itself. For the last decade and a half, WikiLeaks has broken a number of major stories. Many of the biggest came from the Afghanistan and Iraq so-called war logs, along with the so-called diplomatic cables leak, all published in 2010, let me enlarge this for you so you can see it. The leaked documents revealed that not only had the U.S. government committed numerous war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan in the first decade of the so-called War on Terror, but there had been official efforts to cover them up. The Iraq War logs, so known, also brought many details to light about the Central Intelligence Agency's use of torture. And as journalist Kevin Gost- Gostola writes in his excellent book about Assange's current case, after President Barack Obama famously refused to prosecute anyone involved or compensate survivors of the program, the diplomatic cables revealed that American officials, quote, had meddled in the justice systems of France, Germany, Italy, and Spain to shield CIA agents to shield military officers and Bush administration officials from prosecution related to the torture program. In 2016, tens of thousands of emails of senior Democrat officials and higher-ups at the National Democrat National Committee were leaked two WikiLeaks. The emails contained politically damaging revelations for the Hillary Clinton campaign, such as details about a series of private speeches the candidate gave to Wall Street executives, and even some evidence of outright corruption, like the fact that the DNC had been sharing upcoming questions with Clinton before primary debates. On CNN, a year later, the organization obliterated any resulting goodwill it might have enjoyed from the Donald Trump White House when it published the so-called Vault 7 documents. The leaks detailed aspects of the CIA's cyber warfare capabilities, which they have often used against Iran in very dangerous ways that could harm a lot of people. Most notably, the agency's ability to monitor and remotely control newer cars, smart TVs, personal computers web browsers and most smartphones i would say most notably to be able to make it look like a hack had been done by any country they wanted to make it look like the leaks infuriated cia director mike pompeo the man we have shown dancing with crazed zionist military operators involved in the slaughter in gaza in response, Pompeo returned the agency's, turned the agency's sights on Assange, who had been granted asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy in London five years earlier. The CIA got UC Global, the Spanish company in charge of the embassy's security, to secretly record Assange, including while he met with his lawyers. That is a very big deal in today and yesterday's proceedings in London. And to send the recordings back to the CIA, a scheme the head of the company would later be charged for in Spanish court. How come they're not charging Pompeo? How come they're not charging the politicians in charge of Pompeo? And according to a stunning Yahoo News report by Zach Dorfman, Sean Naylor, Sean Naylor was my roommate for two years in college, folks. He's one of my best friends. According to a stunning Yahoo News report by Zach Dorfman, Sean Naylor, and Michael Isikoff, Pompeo CIA then, quote, plotted to kidnap the WikiLeaks founder by getting UC Global employees to, quote, accidentally, end quote, leave the embassy door open. And further, some senior officials, this is a quote, some senior officials inside the CIA and the Trump administration even discussed killing Assange, going so far as to request sketches or options of how to assassinate him. Thanks for listening to Free Talk Live and Liberty Conspiracy. Keep fighting for freedom, all. This is Gardner Goldsmith.
4: Really appreciate you tuning in. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com